Hello, and welcome to episode two of One Nation Pragmatists. I'm Nick Lampen. Uh, and I'm Neil Freshwater. And uh, we are going to chat briefly about a uh, about local local government really yeah this is a conversation we were we were discussing or debating a couple of weeks ago uh and we thought it was quite interesting to to, to have a think about it um for those of you listening outside of scotland um obviously in scotland we have 32 local authorities they're all unitary authorities that are all elected at the same time uh we use the single transferable vote so it's a proportional representative system um Obviously, in England, it's, it's a hybrid of uh, unitary and various multi-tier uh, local government uh, setups. Um, this dates in Scotland. We had this. We had a, a multi-tier system up until about 1996. But the question we're asking now is: is, is, is the current structure of 32 local authorities in Scotland the way it should be done? And this, of course, can apply um, to the debate uh, all over the United Kingdom, not just here in Scotland. Uh, Nick, you live in a, in a very uh, remote part of the country, um, Highland Council, which is a huge council geographically it covers probably geographically about half of scotland almost certainly yeah but yeah if you look at the map it's it's it's, it's a sizable chunk so it's it's only one of 32 local authorities but obviously it has uh, whilst a sparse population a huge land mass um its administrative center is inverness yep um does it currently work at the moment um and if not what would you see as being some tweaks that could be made or is it a complete bonfire let's scrap the way local government is set up in scotland from a democratic point of view as opposed to an administrative point of view i think um i think that's a really interesting question i think that my feelings and my instincts are that we used to have uh five uh um district councils uh, under the highland council one of which was westeros where i live and that was uh its main offices were in dingwall rather than Venice, still a long way away, but it, it was responsible for basically what would amount to a very rural area. Mm. Well, the problem <clears> with Inverness Council is that it starts in Inverness, and so you end up with a very sort of Inverness-focused um, council. Yeah. And you don't get uh, the... You, you, we're just a long way away. It takes an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half to get to Inverness yeah. to, to where I am. I mean, and that's that's a quick for some people. If you're up in Caithness, that's that's it takes considerably considerably longer. I think the my instinct is that there is a democratic deficit that's gone on, and it's gone on with the argument that there would be efficiency. Mm. So if we have big councils, we'll have efficiency. Now. And I, I'd love. I, and one day, I, I want to study this in more depth. I suspect that that efficiency uh, is negated by the th by by the communication problems that happen mm. when you're in a council that covers a massive area. Yeah. So that if you are, uh, if you're in, say, Lochinver then you have very little um, connection to your to your local council, mm. to your councillors. The councillors have to cover an enormous geographic area. Yeah. So you end up with this with this situation where, yes, it may be efficient, theoretically, but you have the two problems you have is you have a, a massive democratic deficit, mm. and you don't have uh, accountable uh, councillors, mm. let alone an accountable uh, um, council, mm. and you don't have. Uh, and, and I suspect that the inefficiencies of that distance uh, existing and the, the communication problems and, and so on means that you actually end up with worse services at uh, probably greater expense mm. because you don't realise all the efficiencies that you're, you're meant to make. Yeah, I think there's quite a there was a, an interesting discussion. And I can't for the life of me remember who, who was who was saying it, 
but again it's this, there's this tension in kind of practical terms about having on the one hand um great um economic a uh, great um levels of, of sort of local representation but then combining that with, with efficiencies yeah and to some extent we look at scotland there are 32 local authorities and that does does seem for some things particularly areas like very small uh, constituencies like uh, local authority areas rather like clack for example which is is very small um and it's surrounded by others is, 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 is you know if you've got services being delivered by um on, on such a small scale is that is that efficient now in the past, the way it would work under the regional system is you would have, typically they were grouped, I think about, there was three, I don't know if that was uniform all the way through, but for example, in, in, in this area, with Tayside, was the regional council, it was split into Perth, Dundee uh, and Angus, broadly speaking, Perth and Kinross, I should say, we are in fact in Kinross, so uh, it would be a miss not, miss not to mention it. Um, and I think to some extent that does still operate. There are, I think, formal agreements across um, across local authorities. Um, to provide, so for example, take on which is a, the kind of con, 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 um, contractors' business, so they provide services uh, on behalf of the, th- the three local authorities. Um, but going, sorry, going back to your point, Nick, I'm going slightly off piece here. What do you think the solution is then? Immediately, is, is there an apparent system that you think if we did this, that would that would solve the problem, or actually, are you thinking, well, this is a bit of a more uh, complicated one? Uh, I think it's a bit more of a complicated one, and I think we've done a classic thing of doing a one-size-fits-all yeah. and saying unitary authorities work yeah. across throughout everywhere. And, and it's apparent that in some places they do and in some they don't. Mm. And we have to recognise the fact that, you know, in somewhere like the Highland Council, because of the, the, the ge- geographical area and the distance, you need uh, local um, district councils yeah. to do things. But in, say, Edinburgh, yeah. you need one unitary authority. And maybe in Aberdeen, you need one unitary authority. So maybe there's an argument that actually we need unitary authorities for the cities. Mm. And then once you're beyond the city, you then go back into, you know, for, so for argument's sake, you go back into Midlothian mm. or, you know, uh, whatever. Um, and I suspect, you know, it's rather like the whole Scottish borders thing. Um, which was a big unitary authority mm. covering all the, all the little, you know, uh, shire counties down there. Uh, I don't, having not lived there, I don't have, I don't have um, uh, a, a hands-on experience of it, but I suspect they, they suffer from the same sort of problem, mm. which is if you chuck everything in Gala Shields, uh, it's, it's a long hike because of the ge- ge- geography of that that area, yeah, to get to the further flung places, so mm. you lose all the democratic accountability, and you basically get forgotten. Yeah, I'm glad you said that actually, because that's exactly the conclusion I'm coming to. To some extent, I I, I like the sort of I, I sort of like uniformity. I'm not I don't have OCD, but yeah. I, 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 you look at the English. It's system. a tidy solution, yeah. basically. Unitary authority. The English system looks a complete mess because you think, God, who's being elected this time? You know. You've got these uh, town councils and city councils and borough councils and London borough councils and unitary authorities, and it does just seem a complete mis- um, mishmash. But actually, the next question is, well, so what? You know, doesn't actually. Although yes, it's very nice. You can sort of study it and say this this is a nice rounded thirty-two. But like you're saying, although there are probably formulas in the same way that when they're doing boundaries for constituencies, where they take into account population and geographical area, I think the conclusion I'm coming to in my own head is that yes, uh, some areas just have to be. Uh, you know, this, the one size doesn't fit all. And I think your, your, your example is, is perfect. It's, it's, it generally is rural versus versus urban. And having moved from an urban city to the countryside, you do realise that, you know, that things sometimes work in one area, where there's lots of 
then high density people don't work in the low density areas. And I think we also have to, you know, the, the, the problem of also having district councils is that you, you know, if you have too many elections, people get election fatigue. Mm. Uh, and and then there's the next question over uh, whether we can get enough good people to be councillors, yeah. whether that's district or, or county councils, uh, and and the cost of that. And but fundamentally, you know, unfortunately, democracy costs money. Yeah. If you want a cheap system of government, yeah, get a fascist dictatorship. Although they do tend to spend quite a lot of money on arms, yeah. so that's not yeah. ideal. Uh, but you know, democracy is not cheap. Cheap no. way to run a country, and so you. But you make your choice. Live yeah. in a democratic country, pay the money. Yeah. Don't don't. Fine. Yeah, it's it's a, it is a difficult one, and I I slightly struggle with that too because you look at the the, the job of a politician, uh, sorry, the the job of a, of a local councillor who is obviously a politician, but it's a very unsatisfactory thing because you're kind of paid a very basic wage, probably just minimum wage, as if as though you were if you, if you were doing it full time. So there's kind of an expectation that you do it as a part time job, but is that is that satisfactory because you've got organisations, you know, which are spending quite substantial budgets, yet they're essentially amateurs. Um, who are running these organisations, obviously with support, but you're, you've got people that are making decisions. And well, I think yeah, I mean, I think the, the issue you have with the uh, with councillors is that years ago they were there to guide the you know they were basically like the board mm. and a board of directors to guide people you know and to guide the council over where it should be going. Uh, you have two issues. the The job has got a lot bigger. Mm. Ironically, the years, possibly because of all the financial controls. So they're having to, you know, they can't just say, oh, yes, we'll spend this amount of money, get on doing mm. it. They're now having to make the phrase I absolutely hate, which is difficult decisions. Um, you know, but. Uh, Why do you hate that phrase? Well, because it's just such a cop out phrase, isn't it? You know, oh, we have to make difficult decisions. I, what you're saying is we have to cut money from somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's a euphemism. Yeah. Uh, anyway, be that as it may, uh, digression. The so I, I mean I would like to see a massive reform of of actually all the all the county councils and, and district councils, and I would like to see them in England. You mean? Uh, well, both in England and in Scotland. Right. I would like to see them raising raising their own revenue. Yeah. I want to see them cut free from from the strings of of central government. Yeah. From the purse strings of central government, and able to set their own their own <coughs> council tax. Mm. And business rates, yeah, and everything else, because I think that will reinvigorate local local councils yeah. and local democracy. Because when you have to pay, when you see the form dropping mm. through your letterbox, uh, you then have to make a decision and say, right, well, I'm going to go and participate in local democracy because I think these taxes are too high, or maybe mm. you say not high enough, or I want services like this and no one is providing that, and I'm going to make start make, jumping up and down about it. Yeah, and I think that I think it would be a massively important uh, democratic aid in our, yeah. in our country to do that. But even if that didn't happen, I think still, um, I'm still thinking there's still room for improvement under the even you know assuming the money comes in as it does, yeah. i.e. with majority block grant from central government and yeah. then a sort of what is it, about 20% or something comes from council tax which almost there's an argument to say get rid of council tax and just funnel it all because it, the council tax itself is just a weird system I mean it's it's, it's so absolute I used to think it was a True, good system but do you not think that then then that puts all that uh, that 
makes local councils even more just arms of the of the central government. Yeah, they, I do. They basically become implementation. Yeah, I mean, they're, I, just, they're, they're just implementation. Yeah, bodies. I mean, I agree with the, the, the idea that councils should, but I'm saying at the moment, it, it's, having council tax is, is pointless because the, the rates are set, are they not, by central government? They well, no, the, the, the rate's capped by central government. They're capped by central government, so they, they're, they're more or less... They're so ineffectual in terms of a democratic tool. But, that but you'd be sure. as well to get rid of that. I'm not saying you could, but I'm saying they're as good as useless, is what I'm saying, in terms of a democratic accountability tool. Right, OK, but isn't that... So it's, 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 it's arguing that, that it's yes, in favour of your council, case of having the council tax, tax raising powers at local And the capping government. of the council tax is the cowardice of central government politicians who, when council tax goes up, uh, and everybody's up in an uproar saying, this is outrageous, mm. we can't afford to pay this, blah, 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 blah. Instead of saying, well, you lazy swines, you should have gone out there and voted, yeah. they say, oh, well, we're going to cap them. Yeah. Because this is seen as a political problem. Yeah. And it was no politician standing up, having the, the, the moral courage to stand up and say, no, if you didn't bother voting, it's your fault. Yeah. I suggest you vote in the next election. Yeah. And similarly, actually, there was an interesting one a few months ago with one of the local authorities. In fact, I think it was a Tory-led one in Scotland, which went into financial difficulties and they turned around and they blamed the SNP government. Now again, that may or may not have been the case, but all you're doing is you're using that you're playing the same game that the SNP play at Westminster and you just say they haven't given us money, we haven't got we haven't got enough uh, to run our uh, our local services. You could then say, well actually have you been mismanaging your services? And if you yeah. you know but if they were raising their own money to a large account then you would be able to say, well actually sorry, yeah, that's that's your fault because you're the one exactly. that you, hasn't cut the tax to raise the have, revenue or hasn't risen the revenue. Uh, and you'd have all the, the other councils to judge it against mm. and the cost of, of, you know, what their revenues come. And admittedly, there, there will be, you know, there is going to be an issue in areas of relative deprivation mm. who won't be raising the sums of money mm. that the more affluent areas Yeah. Make. So there is going to be a problem there. So there may have to be, you know, transfers or you know a sort of a top-up system mm. so that you get to a minimum and so the government does does give a grant yeah but that will be you know without strings attached i would hope that would be without strings attached so that's a, a fixed grant from the government and then the rest being kind of well no i'm, I'm saying in in i the problem with having a fixed grant for sort of everybody mm. is that it, it's just a baseline yeah and, and you take off you know, if you're a relatively affluent uh, um, uh, area, what you do is you say, right, well, we get £500 per person yeah. from, from the central government. Mm. So actually, we don't need to charge anybody council tax or yeah. all the rest of it. Which almost like, happened in, in, in is it Wandsworth in London? Yeah, they, Wandsworth was they, classic, fa- yeah. they famously sent tax back, they sent tax refunds. Yeah, they, were think, tra- yeah. they were paying £300, I think. On no, it. it was better than that. I think it was in, in the 1990s. Uh, I think it was Wandsworth. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get Tooting and Wandsworth, was it? No, 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 it wouldn't have been Tooting. Um, they had, I think their, ta- their, their, their council tax bill was four pounds, and it was more expensive to send it out and collect yeah. it. Yeah, I remember at one point there was my brother was living. I think it was in Tooting. I forget which local authority was that. Would have been Tooting local authority. Anyway, he was in a three-bedroom terraced house, uh, nothing particularly fancy, but perfectly pleasant, and the tax, council tax bill was about three hundred pounds yeah. a year. I was living in a one-bedroom flat in Edinburgh, a small one-bedroom flat in Edinburgh, and the Counter tax bill was about eleven hundred. Yep, uh, and you you know you just know that that's just bizarre. Well, you know, my, you know that you know my house on the council. Well, yeah, but I can't broadcast that. No, that's it. Um, so, do you think, in terms of obviously, we've got the two issues here. One is about the taxation and giving local authorities the option to raise or lower tax uh, by having a, a, a 
different and more flexible local income tax scheme. Putting that to one side, what do you think in terms of, so take your example, for example, uh, what would you see in terms of the democratic, the shift in the kind of the, the structures and the democracy? Do you think it's a two-tier system uh, where you have, you go back to a system of like having a Highland Regional Council and within that you have district councils? Or do you see it as being a bit more nuanced than that? Um, That's a very good question. Or is that, is that, is that a... Does that something that require? You sort of alluded to earlier. I think you said it probably is a bit too complicated for a, a fifteen-minute podcast, but probably needs a bit more. Uh, I think it needs a, it needs considerably more. Yeah. Thought. But my 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 instinct is to try and you know and, and have as much local devolution as possible, yeah. and and devolve it down to the 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 lowest common denominator. I used to years ago. I lived in France, and in France, each village. Gets its um, gets money from the government. Yeah, they're very. They have those um, the, yeah, the, the hotels. They call them hotels. Yeah, hotel de ville. That's the one hotel de ville. In I mean, in Rabiot was, was yeah, every little village has a yeah. has a local mayor. Absolutely. And um, Madame Chalet, for argument's sake, her name wasn't Chalet, but you know, those of you of a certain age will get that. Mm. Uh, I'm obviously younger than you. Yes, absolutely. She um, not by much. She had a uh, a budget to do. Mm. Things and it was it was you know like replace the street lights yeah. or put flowers in parts of the sign or, or whatever, um, and she might have embezzled half of it. God only knows. But you know everything that was everything that needed to be done was done, mm. and there was no uh, there was none of this sort of general. Well, who do I speak to at the council because it doesn't work yeah. and all the rest of it. And I do think it it's a really important you know that that level of local accountability and quite frankly it just needs to get paid into a bank account and the bank account to be published yeah year. you know and everybody can see where the money's going it's not too difficult it's yeah. fascinating actually i was looking at the history i mean kinross perth and kinross um is a obviously is a, is a is a council area um and it was established i think in 19 was it 1996 but there has been a pink since the 1930s there's always been a kind of informal agreement even when perth and kinross were separate councils but what i find fascinating is if you go into kinross which is a town of about what three four thousand people there was a there was, there was a, at one point there was a town council and a county council. And in fact, there are two separate sets of buildings. Obviously, times have moved on, technology, but um, I've, just, I've been reading into some of the history of it, and it does make you think. Yeah, is is that sort of French type model um, possible to do over here? Maybe by taking the existing community councils, which I've always had a little bit of scepticism about. I think now that I live in the, in, in a I moved out of the kind of centre of Edinburgh into a, a more um, sparsely populated area you you, you see why they're they perhaps they're a bit more beneficial rather than just being a sort of place where people just go there to, to bitch and whine um but actually they do a lot of they can do a lot of good work and it is is there an opportunity to say actually give the local thought give the community councils a bit more of a budget and responsibility a bit like in england you know, go to mm. annex town council they have i think uh interestingly looking at annex probably not a bad example if you compare what was going on in kinross back in the mm. sort of pre uh 19 whenever it was pre-1970s um, and that is, there's one or two members of staff. There's an office, one or two members of staff, an elected council. But they have, you know, limited but a budget for things. You know, I think it's you know local amenities and so on. But it's it's tangible stuff as opposed to our local community council, which I think has a budget of three hundred pounds to pay for photocopying, yeah. uh, because it doesn't actually have any power to spend money. It has power has a statutory duty, I think, to to be consulted, um, and it's a a good way of engaging. But they're not particularly people don't tend to engage with them because because they don't have the power, they don't have the budgets. Um, and so on. I think there is, a, there is a difficulty because you then end up, if you then start putting a huge amount of responsibility into community councils, do you then end up in the situation whereby, okay. like I was saying earlier about local local councils just now, whereby they're expected to run these corporations, 
on a sort of part-time job. You know, they're they're sort of. But here's an interesting question for you. In Ullapool, the uh, Highland Council is um, Ullapool on the on the on the route of the NC, the North Coast Five Hundred. <coughs> uh, the uh, uh, Highland Council wants to close down the public loot mm-hmm. because they can't afford to keep. Yeah. Now, uh, yes, it should be the Highland Council's job, or maybe it shouldn't be the Highland Council's mm. job. There's a good argument to say the Highland Council builds them and then hands them over to the community. Mm. Well, it could easily be the community council's job. The community council, if it had a budget, could yeah. say, fine, we'll take it on and we'll do it. But at the moment, if they t- if the community council takes it on, they're then taking on a the running costs of mm. the public lose. And whether that's someone going in cleaning once or twice a day and restocking loo paper and all that mm. sort of stuff, it all costs money. And you're asking, you know, this community council, which has... 300 500 quid or something for 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 you know administration mm-hmm. uh you'll then at, at this point you'll now ask them to go and fundraise mm. something so i think i mean that level of devolution i i'm all in favor of it I, mm. I think it would be great um and and i i can in scotland especially i'm afraid we have a an administration who is fixated with devolution but that devolution stops at Holyrood. yeah and never goes any further. Yeah, and it's been getting worse, I think, with the... Uh, it's not a debate for today, but you've got the, the case of the, the Scottish ambulance... And, uh, sorry, Scottish fire and Scottish police services, which I think actually there was merit in when um, when they were doing it. And on paper, I thought it actually looked a really good system, but it does... It is having problems with one-size-fits-all. But that's, again, for a, another debate. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think this so, is something... In summary, sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, I, was, I was moving to the summary. I was in summary, summary. Do, we, do we have a solution for these for these uh, for these councils? I think I think that this. Well, you know, we don't. But I think <laughs> one size. I think the, the the moral is, or the the the, the, the the conclusion is perhaps that you know one size doesn't fit all. And I perhaps should me personally need to sort of stop worrying so much about the fact that it all fits together nicely uh, in terms of its structures and actually having a sort of mishmash like they have in England um, is probably not such a bad thing. But I think it's a uh, I think one for discussion. I think it's yeah, and, it's a, and, a, and a good and a good thorough look at by by the powers that be. Is that, that's, the that's, a, that's a cop out. That's you're, a, that's... Just, you're basically going to say it's pop it off and say, do you know what? It seems a bit difficult, so I'll just leave it to someone else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I it. yeah. No, I think you know, in, in all seriousness, the um, the issue we have up here um, is that. It, 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 there isn't. You're right. There isn't a one size fits all, and and absolutely, we have a. We always have that level of of uh, technocracy where you say, well, this this works. It's almost mm. like it's almost like living in in the Soviet Union. Yeah, we're going to impose this sort of system instead of saying, let's be pragmatic, ironically, yeah. and say, you know what, that works for there, but it doesn't work for yeah. there. You know, we need regional councils we need district councils yeah. in these far-flung parts of scotland and it is ironically i mean cornwall is, is a classic one it's mm. gone to a unitary authority well and and i see the logic there but it's also a very big long county mm. uh and what happens is that the far-flung bits get ignored in the end mm. and, and i suspect you know if you were talking about a unitary authority in say Rutland, mm-hmm. well, Rutland's tiny anyway. You know, it, you wouldn't have it, but it's it, it works. Yeah, and I think we just have to be a bit more 
pragmatic about it and say this is this is what works in in this location mm. and this isn't working here and also listen to the population mm. you know and if someone says well this is what we're using in uh an area and our unitary authority works perfectly then go for it yeah. stay with it and, 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 that, and let, let's be happy with that and say that's good people are happy with with the way the system works yeah because you can't really see there being much merit for example in the likes of the city of edinburgh council Dundee City Council. Oh, I don't know. You speak to the people in Leeds. Well, they yeah. Might want their city. Oh, well, yeah. That's, that's very true. That's very true. Maybe Dundee's an easy, uh, a less of a hot potato yeah. to deal with. I mean, one final thing, which which is, is worth looking at, is I think there is still opportunity to do this. I mean, my understanding is, for example, Fife, which is an interesting one because Fife was a region with three district councils under it. Um, it then merged and became Fife, and I think it was the only one that maintained the same borders, so mm. it became a unitary authority, uh, which had the same boundaries as its predecessor's uh, regional authority. Um, but I believe they do have three regional committees which kind of reflect. So, for example, planning decisions are made at the sort of East Fife planning yeah. committee, so on. Um, so there is presumably possibly some uh, some uh, area for that. But again, I think that's a different model because Fife, Fife is interesting because Fife is a big area, but it's also quite evenly spread because obviously you've got the big towns of Glenrothes, Kirkcaldy and Dunfermline and then up to the East Nook and St Andrews and so on. So there are these kind of big or medium-sized towns quite evenly spread, whereas the Highland is very different because you've got yeah. the hub of Inverness where the bulk of the population and are, nothing. and then absolutely nothing <laughs> for you know, a large chunk of you know a large chunk of of, of Scotland. Anyway, I think we've uh, put that one to bed just now. So uh, thank you all very much for listening. We look forward to uh, joining to uh, for, we look forward to joining us at our next episode uh, three. Episode three. Uh, so from uh, Neil Freshwater and Nick Lampin, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>